This is the Loving Liberty Radio Network. The show starts now. If re-elected, would you increase the frequency of garbage pickup? Well, citizen, that's an excellent question, and I thank you for it. I think it's great we live in a town where you can ask questions. Because without questions, we just have answers. And an answer without a question is a statement. Oh, I like him. He looks me in the eye. I love that clip. (laughs) I do, I love that clip. Oh, it's just timeless. That's what's so sad. It's timeless. I mean, uh, how often are they chosen for that reason? Uh, Welcome to the Kate Daly Show. Glad to have you uh, on board. And, of course, call in 888-673-1450, 888-673-1450. What's on your mind? Uh, We're right smack in the middle of graduation week. And uh, and so Melissa will be joining me. And we're going to be talking about some kind of interesting things uh, in the next hour. I can't wait. Uh, Namely, one of them being graduation. Kind of interesting. Interesting, some things that she's pulled up, and and also um, some other things that are kind of intriguing, um, things that we did in history that are kind of intriguing that you might want to just listen to. Um, in the last hour, Susan comes in, and uh, we've got a lot to talk about as well, uh, a lot of headlines, and maybe what's going on behind the scenes, and then, um, well, we just have a loaded show every day. Feels like a <laughs> every day feels like a loaded show, uh, but I welcome you, and I welcome your calls. I'm in studio by myself, so of course I'm going to want your calls. Why not? 888-673-1450. I was kind of laughing. We were actually laughing about this yesterday, Uncle Milty and I, and we didn't really get to it on the air, but climate change. There was an actual article in Fox News, and this is why both news outlets are so tainted. That's what makes me sad, is that a lot of people, hook, line, and sinker, think anything Fox puts up is going to be true. Um, so they put up a, an article, climate change could raise sea levels by seven feet by the year 2100. Um Shocking study reveals, you know, they're not even poking fun at it. They're actually saying, yes, this will happen. And this is by Chris uh, Kashia. Uh, anyway, he writes a lot about these kinds of issues. For some reason, he's on staff there. So I'm not quite sure why, because this wasn't a letter to the editor or anything like that. And and uh, and so he was saying New York City could see once-in-a-lifetime floods every five years. And he's going on and on and on about this and, and demonstrating it as fact, you know, writing about it as it's fact. And I was kind of chuckling because I had just barely seen something that said, that was talking about the um, the 400 people that died um, in New York, the they considered it one of the storms of the century, and when snow blanketed 24 inches within, I think it was 24 hours. I mean, it was a crazy amount of snow within one hour. Um, but we've had, oh gosh, if you if you want to go there, we've had uh, the Great Blizzard of '88, the Great Blizzard of '80 of '99, the Storm of the Century, the White Hurricane, the Children's Blizzard, the Great Appalachian storm, the Knickerbocker storm in 1922, the Armistice Day blizzard. And you, I could go on and on, the Super Bowl blizzard. Uh, and then when it gets to the heat, heat wave of 1896, heat wave of 1934, heat wave of 1936 and 54 and 1980 and 88 and 95 in Chicago and heat wave of 2006 and 2012. This has been going on for eons. Whenever you look out at the weather and you think, this is odd. Why does my May look like this? <laughs> just remember that it's just so darn cyclical and also that we're going to have uh, we're going to have periods of cold weather and periods of hot weather. And I know that they love to push climate change down our throats to make us. If you've noticed, people have more fear about now this year just seems different. Well, it seems different because 
because it is. It's different from the year before and the year before that and the year before that. And we're different from 1988 and, and, 80, and 99, 1899. And we were different in 1945. And, and it just is. And when they keep purporting that it's uh, climate change, I just have to laugh. And when you look at Fox News, be careful who you're reading, too, because I know you know this. I'm preaching to the choir, but it's just so frustrating. Um, it's so frustrating because they don't. The headline was so, yep, they're right. You know, those progressive little, they're right. Man alive. What a scam. Um, okay. Um, by the way, make sure you get over to Defending Utah, uh, DefendingUtah.org. They are fantastic. And I know you know that because I know you've probably been there by now. But uh, you got to get their newsletter. And they can help you be a, re- a really an effective citizen, which is really important. So I, by the way, I, I, I really do. I, I love what, what they're always working on. They're always working on something. And uh, and they're really great journalists. Um, and so get behind them. They're, they are really trying out there and, and doing a great uh, doing a fantastic job uh, there's a couple of things I want to talk about if you noticed in the news clip if you were listening local uh, talked about the fact that Washington County commissioners are approving an agreement Tuesday that calls for the county to split the costs of air of Skywest Air uh, Airlines newly announced route with the city of St. George here we go another route now I know some of you are probably excited about this it goes to Dallas but that's not the point <laughs> That is clearly not the point. Um, so uh, St. George News put up this uh, article. It was during the same meeting, a proposed 381000 paving project for Harmony Heights. And so they went on to talk about that. But I want to talk about SkyWest because... The county commission approved uh, a transportation uh, service agreement between Washington County, St. George, and SkyWest to deliver the new airline route to to Dallas. And the new route's going to open in September, following the reopening of the airport. And so according to the agreement, they're going to split St. George and Washington County. They're going to split the startup cost of the $450,000 route. You heard me right. They're going to split the startup cost of the $450,000 route, which you know isn't going to end there because the flight to California didn't end there either in funding. But it's meant to act as a contingency fund to help cover possible losses of the flight's first year. Possible? Well... We have history to dictate to us that there will be losses, and they particularly had losses when only SkyWest was doing it, so this will be kind of interesting, won't it? Yeah, possible. Possible my rear end. Yeah. (laughs) They're going to have losses, and you you get to pay for it. So, uh, Commissioner Dean Cox was saying, wow, you know, Dallas-Fort Worth is huge, and wow, isn't this great, and sparkly, and fun, and neat. Um, It is. But it isn't, uh, and it shouldn't. Now, I say shouldn't because this has been a kind of a long-standing thing, which I'll talk about. But we shouldn't be paying for this. We should not be paying for this. So, um, so <laughs> we have this destination, and everyone's real excited because, you know, it's exciting. But virtually, uh, what happens within this and, and how long we attach ourselves to it as the county is a whole is a whole nother thing. The county entered into that previous agreement that I was talking about in St. George and Sky West. Uh, they cover the startup costs of, of Los Angeles. How's that working for them? Hmm. We'll get into that. So this is, what, this is where I wanted to go on this. Um, our federal involvement in airports is interesting because in early airports through post office operations and public works programs in the early 20th century, the federal government became increasingly more involved in airport funding. 
This was after the taxation of airline passengers that was established in a Revenue Act in 1941. Okay, so airport funding uh, was provided by the general fund until the airport airport development act of 1970, which established the airport and airway trust fund. And when I say these things, I'm not saying that it actually has any authority (laughs) to do this. Yeah, government should have no really uh, no place in this. Uh, so the uh, the eight AATF, which is the Airport and Airway Trust Fund, uh, dispenses grants in order to to airports backed by dedicated funding source of taxes levied on passenger tickets and other aviation related activities. So the framework of that trust fund included the airport improvement program, which was established by Airport and Runway Improvement Act of 1982. Hi, caller. Welcome to the show. Go right ahead. Hi, Kate. Hey there. Hey. Hi there, Uncle Mel. Do they say anywhere uh, how much of profit we might be able to expect to split with the airline? Um, no, just the, just, the way, just the fact that we're paying for it and we're going to incur some losses. <laughs> Sounds fair, doesn't oh, it? Nope. No yeah. profit sharing, though. Uh, no. Nope. Nope. I was afraid of that. Yeah. Good point. Yep. All right. Thank you. Well, Appreciate thanks. that. Yeah. You know, <laughs> uh, we never... <laughs> We never get to profit in these deals. So airport uh, options for raising revenue became kind of constrained after these legal challenges limited the airport's ability to levy the fees on passengers who use their facilities. So in 1970, Delta Airlines sued Indiana's airport authority for enacting an ordinance that required airlines to collect a dollar per passenger fee on its behalf and then remit the revenues to the airport. And Delta claimed that the fee constituted an impediment to Interstate commerce. Isn't it interesting how interstate commerce comes up again and again and again in these? Um, I get why they're saying it here, but I think it's used and used and used and used. Um, So they were violating, they, they said they were thus violating the interstate commerce clause of the U.S. Constitution. So the case was taken up by the Supreme Court in what was called Evansville versus Delta. And this is in 1970. And it ruled against Delta and upheld uh, the constitutionality of a per passenger fee. So the court argued that as so long as the toll is based on some fair approximation of use or privilege for use and is not excessive in comparison with the government benefit conferred, that the passenger fees did not discriminate against interstate commerce and travel and are legal. So when the local airport charges passed uh, constitutional muster, and I'm going to have to add that It didn't pass muster. It didn't pass authority. What it passed was interpretation. (laughs) They they subsequently faced an even greater challenge from all those special interests in Congress. So the classic case of cronyism, Delta and other carriers, they all successfully lobbied Congress to decide that contra the Supreme Court per passenger fees did inhibit interstate commerce. And the lobbying resulted in this this enactment of a provision that prohibited passenger fees at airports uh, in the Airport Development Acceleration Act of 73. So that was known as the Anti-Head Tax Act, Section 7 of the U.S. Code, uh, and uh, states that, that no state or government shall, you love the word shall, levy or collect a tax fee, head charge, or other charge, directly or indirectly on persons traveling in air commerce. And so... 
while all that might sound a little boring, it's very interesting to me how how they move along the Constitution to interpret exactly um, also, you know, in a lot of different uh, areas um, what needs to be. What needs to be going on in the interpretation of the Constitution, especially when it comes to interstate commerce? Very, very interesting. So uh, passengers now pay a variety of federal taxes because, you know, that's the only way it goes. Right. We just keep paying more. And so the revenues are then used for FFA operations. So seven point five percent domestic passenger ticket tax, four dollar per passenger domestic flight segment tax. You name it. It just keeps going. Um I'm going to be right back on The Kate Daly Show. You can call up 888-673-1450 when I come back. All right, Tango team. Quinn and I have been working on some new jingles for our four Southern Utah locations. And here's what we have so far. Nobody beats Tango. Nobody. This is Quinn Allgood from Tango, your car wash for the people. Tango Express Car Wash. Tango Car Wash. A car wash for everyone. Tango. When you hear the splash, think of Tango Car Wash. I feel like those are already taken. But how about this? Tango Express Car Wash with four locations and one coming soon near Costco. Do you love sleep? Same here. How about saving money? I love it too. Well, then you're going to go nuts for the Memorial Day sale at Best Mattress. Save up to $1,000 on the brands you know and trust. Serta, Beautyrest, Tempur-Pedic, and now Sealy and Stearns and Foster. Hi, I'm Dave Mizrahi, owner of Best Mattress. Oh, and what's your take on interest? Hate it? Good. Because you get up to 72 months of 0% interest here at Best Mattress, home of the Sleep Easy Guarantee. This is James over at Garage Doors Only. Did you know that replacing your garage door gives you the most bang for your buck when you're remodeling? Here at Garage Doors Only, we can assist you in picking out a perfectly matched garage door for your home. Do you have an HOA? No problem. Is your house over 10 years old? Not a problem. Come visit our showroom at 689 North Bluff, and I will personally help you pick out the best-looking, energy-efficient door for your needs. We team with LiftMaster and Clopay to bring you the best warranties in the business. Schedule your appointment today at 435-868-1200. Have you heard Abe Ashton and Eric Nimmer? I'd say it's one of my greatest pleasures is to help a grandma and grandpa figure out a way to be able to have more access and more time to their kids and their grandkids. And then there's also the guys who say just more time on the golf course. (laughs) More time on the golf course or a new classic car or whatever it is. You know, we really love helping people accomplish their goals and dreams. Join Abe and Eric for your family and your retirement Tuesday afternoon at 5 on St. George News Radio, 93.1 FM and 1450 KZNU. And check out AshtonWealth.com. Hi, I'm Dr. Plum. I recently attended a continuing education course where the presenter asked a room full of dental professionals how many of us had flossed the night before. Only about half the attendees raised their hands. I learned that knowledge may not be the best motivator. So what will motivate you to start working toward that healthy, beautiful smile? A special anniversary or a new relationship? Maybe an upcoming reunion or a child who looks to you as an example. Whatever inspires you to go to the dentist, I hope I see you at Plum Dental. Check us out at PlumDental.com. 
Bedrock Quartz, shaping nature's stone to beautify your home. Visit Bedrock Quartz during the month of May and get a free Apple Watch with a qualifying purchase. A free Apple Watch when you choose your beautiful new countertop. And really, isn't it time for your upgrade? Call or visit one of our four Utah showrooms in West Jordan, Pleasant Grove, Layton, and St. George for offer details. This offer is valid through May 31st, so don't wait. And at Bedrock Quartz, it's always eight days from template to install. Visit Bedrock Quartz today. Good to see you. How are you? Hi, Jan. Oh, I'm so overwhelmed. I just came from swim lessons. That's why I'm late getting the kids here for soccer. Next, piano, dinner, and then hopefully some laundry before bed. How are you? Good. I just need to finish applying for a car loan today. Jan, there is no way you're going to make it to the bank today. Actually, I'm applying online right now. State Bank has a quick and easy online loan application that makes applying for a loan simple. Really? Yes, you can apply for all kinds of loans online. Auto, mortgage, home equity, recreational vehicles, credit cards, unsecure loans, and more. And best of all, by choosing State Bank, my money stays here in southern Utah, helping grow our community and supporting our friends and family. Applying for your next loan is as easy as typing sbsu.com. State Bank of Southern Utah. We're fast, we're local, and we're lending. Southern Utah's bank since 1957. Local decisions, better results. Member FDIC, equal housing lender. carpet at the year's lowest prices? Do you want the best selection of the latest carpet styles and colors? Do you want fast installation? Then you want the huge truckload sale at Ogden's Flooring and Design. Hi, this is Jill with Ogden's Flooring and Design. Come see us during our truckload sale for the lowest prices of the year on your new tile, carpet, hardwood, and waterproof flooring. We also carry quartz and granite countertops. We'll even give you one-year free interest OAC at Ogden's Flooring and Design. Hi, this is Kate Daly, and I love my sponsors. Boulevard Mattress, located at Boulevard Home on Mall Drive, where you can get an incredible mattress at a low, low price. And St. George Ink and Toner. If you want to save money on ink for your printers, see St. George Ink and Toner at 42 South River Road. Thanks for listening to the Kate Daly Show on St. George News Radio. Talk lines are open now. Call 888-673-1450. This is the Kate Daly Show. I keep a close watch on this heart of mine. I keep my eyes wide open all the time. I keep the ends out for the tie that binds Because you're mine I walk the line Welcome back. Kate Daly Show here. Get over to ABC. If you are in a car accident, especially get over to ABC Auto Body Central. Uh, make sure that you're giving them your business because they'll do it uh, for far less. They'll also do it right and they'll do it fast. <laughs> and you get to choose your provider when you're in an accident, which makes it so much better to be able to go to uh, ABC Auto Body Central. I really love those guys and uh, they're honest. That's what I like about them. They do good work and they're honest. That's what you want. Uh, they can fix anything cosmetic and uh, they just do a fantastic job and they're perfectionists, which I love. 817-0949 817-0949 uh, make sure you're getting over there ABC it's stgeorgeautobody.com if you want to go to the website I was just talking about uh, airlines, and, and we're funding yet another route. And usually the reason we're, usually the reason that the commissioners will put out there is it helps tourism. And, 
and it's uh, it's amazing and it's sparkly and new and fun and I get it. It's so fun, <laughs> but the problem is is that we're funding it and. That is a problem, uh, actually. It's been a problem for a long time that government is so intertwined with, with airlines and airports. And, you know, this, I was going through the acts that, that, that sort of made that happen um, and some of the court cases with Delta and so forth and uh, charging a per head fee, you know, um, who flies and, and how that's translated into Uber taxes for us. But, but I think that uh, in the event of, of looking at a city and, and what we're willing to fund in the name of tourism is really is really the question. Um, the flight to L.A., you know, we were promised that that would help tourism and that would that would put money in our pocket. Ha- have you noticed a huge success from it? Have we been able to reap the benefit? Um, because that happened, uh, what, now two years ago, right? A year and a half ago, two years ago. So where's the where's all the benefit? Because I know we get told that, and I know that it sounds really nice, but I don't think it's really equating. It's equating to what you and I would consider probably a benefit that we're feeling. Um, when we, when they use tax dollars and they give it to, uh, and they and they give it for startup runs because they even said this is a startup cost. Where it's a startup business, really, uh, as part of that business of SkyWest to send a flight to Dallas and back. They don't know that they're going to fill those seats. Nobody does. And when Sky West did that flight to L.A., they couldn't fill the seats. And what did the county do? They decided to go in and rescue it and do it again and put our dollars into it. Is that the right thing to do? Um, and, and why are we involved in such startup costs? Why are we involved in these kinds of things? Um, you know, fees can be waived, I think, for up to two years, something like that. Um, marketing, wa- you know, fees and all kinds. They do all kinds of, well, I'll do this for you and you do this for me and, and, uh, and, and we'll be able to get this going. But like uh, Uncle Milty said when he called in, are, they, are, we, are we getting some profit in this? If we're going to go into business and they're going to use our tax dollars, doesn't that make us an investor? into sky west well it should <laughs> they're using our money to help pay for it I, I would imagine that we would be an investor now um so where does the public get their their cash from something going right hmm so they say that you know airports generate aeronautical revenue which includes fees paid by airlines for use of runways and gates and and there's all kinds of revenue coming in uh, from these things and that uh, up until the early 90s cities that own their own airports were frequently commingled with non-aeronautical revenue with the general coffers to pay for the urban infrastructure like fire departments do you feel like this is really inter- intertwined I-, I do I feel like there's a there's a huge problem with this. And uh, and so by the early 90s, the U.S. Uh, airlines were struggling, but shouldn't you just let them struggle? I mean, honestly, all businesses go through, um, you know, uh, what is it? Uh, I just lost my train of thought. They all go through, you know, huge, uh, huge gains and huge losses, right? But for some reason, when it comes to the media, the banks and the airlines, we don't allow that. So Congress and the Federal Aviation Administration, the FFA, limited use of non-aeronautical revenue 
you know, to the airport itself. And then a few, few years later, after all this heavy, heavy lobbying from the airlines, the FFA decided the airports could use the money to waive landing fees and pay for route marketing. And it became extremely intertwined into the pocket of of Americans in in cities and counties everywhere. This has been longstanding. Um, I wouldn't say tremendously long, but long enough. Um, and so, uh, so as far as this goes, when we're looking at a city and we're involved in a startup business and we're saying we're going to cover some losses, you can bet there's going to be losses, just like there was in, in the other routes we've done. And we have no place to do this. There's no authority for this. Do you remember what uh, amendment in the Constitution granted this? <laughs> and somebody could say, well... We didn't have airplanes. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what it is. We could be flying broomsticks. It doesn't matter. Uh, they have no place in that. Hi, caller. Welcome to the show. Go right ahead. Well, I can't agree with you more in your last statement. Uh, this is really important. We talked about was there a benefit or not? Mm-hmm. Did local tur- uh, tourist industry benefit or not? That is really the wrong question because this is legally theft. Mm-hmm. They're taking money, giving it to their buddies, mm-hmm. friends, and uh, in this case, a billion-dollar corporation. Mm-hmm. I mean, if welfare is wrong for the poor, it's certainly wrong for to be given to a billion-dollar corporation. But the point there, every war- welfare program, somebody does is not going to benefit from that money being taken from them. Uh, if one person doesn't benefit, then it's all it's wrong. And, and mm-hmm. one person doesn't want it. And there's somebody that's not going to benefit. They don't travel. They don't use uh, tourists, local uh, tourists. Uh, so this, it, it, if the question of whether it benefits or not is really a moot question. Mm-hmm. It's immoral to take money to give to others. Mm-hmm. But I wanted to also mention on that, uh, you're talking about the laws. That was really interesting. The mm-hmm. 1970 law, mm-hmm. where they used as the argument, the interstate commerce law. Mm -hmm. This is what we get when people are so dumbed down about the Constitution. Interstate Mm -hmm. commerce law was solely, if you look at original intent, to prevent tariff tariff wars between states. Yes. What does tariff wars between states have anything to do with uh, (laughs) With flying uh, in between states? Yeah. uh, The consumers of a business. It has nothing. Uh, Mm -hmm. What they violated was the uh, Bill of Rights, the 10th Mm -hmm. Amendment. Mm -hmm. All power is not reserved to the states or to the, excuse me, all powers delegated to the federal government that aren't delegated to the federal government by the Constitution are reserved to the states or the people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there is yeah. no power about the federal government mm-hmm. controlling, regulating, taxing mm-hmm. any business at all. Oh, yeah. So and is, on your on your point yeah. of, of interstate commerce, we have turned it into the fact that you cross state lines. It's now interstate commerce. So that's subject to anything. You, you as a citizen go to help another citizen, like in the Bundy case, you go across straight state lines now they can uh, they can take that into the equation they can also take into the equation yeah. too flying over state lines I mean it's ridiculous where they've gone and yeah. the, the, well but but they can't change the Constitution and it's our fault for allowing them to say the Constitution says something else yeah. in this case they could have said well the veto uh, provisions in the uh, second article two uh, allow us to do this mm-hmm. the, the, none of these provisions none of these clauses have anything to do with the, they have a power to tax the consumers in a particular business like this. Right. And this is all our fault. We keep voting these people back in office. We've got to yeah, stop doing it. I agree. Thank you so much. And the reason I, I mentioned that question is, did we benefit, is because that's what we were sold on. Um, obviously, obviously, this does not even match up, even loosely, with the Constitution. <laughs> At all. Um, so they have granted themselves authority to become intertwined um, airlines and government. 
But my point was, was that in the in always what the reasoning is and what we're sold on, even though that's not right, what we're sold on is this is going to benefit you community. It's going to benefit you. And in tourism, it'll benefit you. And this will be good for our community. And, uh, and you'll see, and it's new and wow. So there was an article, it was called, it was a a next city and it was kind of very agenda 21 ish, if you will. But this is what they said. And I thought this was a great point because it really is what this is about. And, uh, the guy, uh, quoted said, uh, Ryerson said, everybody wants to be a big, important global city. And cities see big, important international airports as the way to get there. So he said, this is what leads to the abuse. This is what leads to the abuse of incentive programs. Now, he was mostly talking about that because he was talking about how intertwined they were and how dependent uh, they were on government. And so when you look at these airline companies and you think you're dealing with a private company, we're not. And I think one of the illusions in America is that we have all these private companies. We don't. So many of them are government funded or government controlled or both. That's the problem. So when he said everybody wants to be a big, important global city, that's why they're that's why they're out there with it's new and shiny and how cool and and we should like tourism. Do you know we've already spent a grundle on tourism? We already have a lot of tourism coming in. We have a race every other weekend, if if anyone's noticed. (laughs) Um, And I do because driving around Saturday is kind of a madhouse. So so we already are bringing that in. This is just wanting to be a big, important global city. And why? Because I'll tell you this, most people here don't want it to be. The reason they moved here was so that it wasn't that. We moved out of those big, important global cities to move here. And if you're listening, I don't even care where you're listening uh, from. If you don't live in a city, but you live in more of a suburbish area, um, you'll probably identify with that statement. Because that's the idea of local government, not so much the citizenry. So the local government goes, ooh, yeah, we got more budget, we got more money coming in, we got all these opportunities, we get to do all this stuff. But at the, at the end of the day, not only do they not have the authority to do it, and they never look at themselves and try to change that. You know what they do? They say, well, precedent was set. Precedent was set. They did it for the last 30 years, so why can't we? Instead of standing up and saying, you know what, this isn't okay, It's not okay to go into a startup business run and spend the taxpayer dollars to half a million dollars at the very least, because we know that's not all that we'll spend, to do it. So there's no authority to do it. And then at the same time, what's given to us in what we think is a reward isn't really a reward, because not only do we not feel it or see it, and I'm not talking about the do they have authority, that one pretty much shoots down the whole argument anyway, but when they promise you something, and you're going to get something in return, I'm going to bet dollars to donuts that you don't ever see it, and that I don't ever see it, we never feel it, we never see it, but I do feel like my community is on the hunt for tourism dollars every five seconds, and that's the only thing that matters to them. The citizens' way of life, who we are as a community, what we like about our community should come into play, but it doesn't. It's all about getting the next contract or whatever city council member owns land or works for some industry or the county commissioners have some industry that's impacted by the change, by by dealing with all these other companies and handing our tax dollars over. 
this has got to stop. But we need a very strong city council and county commissioners that are willing to say, no, we're not going to do this. It's not right. And I don't care about precedent. They should they shouldn't care about it either. They should just want to change it and say, this isn't okay. That's where I stand. It's probably where you guys stand, too, I would imagine. This is just how many more runs are we going to fund? To feel important and big and shiny and new, I don't know, but the LA one sure isn't uh, sure isn't really working out for us. Okay, be right back on the Kate Daly Show. Want to participate in stock market gains with zero risk? Join Lyle Boss of Boss Financial, Saturday mornings at 9 on St. George News Radio, 1450. Are you giving your Social Security dollars back to the government? It happens every day to people who don't have an effective Social Security strategy. The right plan for accessing your Social Security benefits can mean hundreds of thousands of dollars to you and your spouse's retirement income. Don't make the costly mistake of being unprepared in retirement. Call the New Millennium Group right now at 888-999-6370 for a free Social Security optimization report. Take advantage of proven strategies to help maximize your Social Security benefits. You've paid into this system your entire career. Don't make the same mistakes that cost people hundreds of thousands of dollars of their hard-earned benefits. Call the New Millennium Group right now at 888-999-6370 and arm yourself with a free Social Security Optimization Report. It's absolutely free, it's easy, and could dramatically change your retirement. Call the New Millennium Group right now at 888-999-6370 or visit them at yournewmillenniumgroup.com. Is this the year, the year you're going to retire? It's so exciting until you figure out that... Medicare only covers so much. WMI Mutual Insurance Company has the perfect, simple, and affordable standardized Medicare supplement policy for you. WMI offers quality health insurance with personalized customer service and commission-free rates. For more information on the Medicare seminar and dinner May 29th and 30th in St. George and Cedar City, call WMI today, 801-263-8000. Recovering from an injury or surgery can be so difficult. Are you looking to make your healing process easier, faster, and better? At Inside Out Hyperbaric and Wellness, we help patients improve the quality and speed of their recoveries up to 70%. Our hyperbaric oxygen and stem cell therapies trigger a repair response within your tissues, and other regenerative solutions naturally unlock your body's healing power. Schedule your free consultation today. Call 634-9355. 634-9355. Inside Out Hyperbaric and Wellness. Bringing out the best in you. You know how painful it is after you buy something brand new. It's perfect. And then you get the first scratch and the first dent. It's the most awful feeling. Nielsen RV understands. That's why they're throwing a scratch and dent event. Save yourself the heartache of making that first dent. Discounts up to $45,000. And prices start at just $3,500. And financing is available. Don't miss the bargains at the Nielsen RV scratch and dent event. Nielsen RV voted best RV dealership in the 2019 Best of Southern Utah. River cruises in Europe are my favorite way to explore this beautiful part of our world. This is Mary from the Travel Connection inviting you to join 
Lauren and me in June of 2020 as we sail on the Moselle and Rhine rivers. This 2020 cruise is offered at 2019 prices, a $300 savings. And for a limited time, rates are reduced another $750. That's $1,000 off per person. We even include the gratuities on this sailing. The single supplement may be waived if you book now. Avalon Waterway ships feature their impressive panorama suites, a full 200 square feet with floor-to-ceiling glass doors that open into French balconies. Shore excursions are included. The food is spectacular and the scenery is breathtaking. If you've considered a river cruise, come with us on this one. Details are on our website, stgeorgetravel.com, under Hosted Vacations, or better yet, call Mary or Lauren at the Travel Connection, 435-628-3636, and we're in the SNS Homes Building. This is Kate Daly, and my show is brought to you by the Piano Gallery, located on the Bloomington exit, right by Bloomington Walmart. You can get a gorgeous piano for a great deal. Talk to John or Jamie. A piano makes a beautiful house a home. Home Flooring Connection. Need a new floor? Call the expert. Home Flooring Connection. HomeFlooringConnection.com. Best Mattress, the best place to buy Tempur-Pedic. Save up to $1,500 on Serta, Beautyrest, and Sherwood. Free delivery and setup with the Best Mattress 120-day satisfaction guarantee. Why shop anywhere else? The Painters Mitsubishi 2019 Summer Savings Event is here with more reasons to get out and drive. And how far you go is up to you. Try the new Outlander crossover with three row seating starting at only $20,750. Or the new Eclipse Cross starting at only $20,990. Painters Mitsubishi, home of the 10-year, 100,000-mile warranty with a haggle and hassle-free purchase experience. There's only one Painters Mitsubishi, 1600 South Hilton Drive next to Camping World. All rebate to dealer plus tax license and fees. S number M0717 and M0663. Have you downloaded the All on Biz Savings app for Washington County? If you're not using it, you should be. This app is amazing. It alerts me when I'm near a coupon or a cash prize. Download it and you'll see. That's A-L-L-O-N-B-I-Z. All on Biz. Talk lines are open now. Call 888-673-1450. This is the Kate Daly Show. If your garage is your body shop. If your dog's got room to run, you might be from a small town. And if you've ever kissed a girl, spinning around on a tilt world at the county fair in the summer sun, you might be from a small town. <laughs> I, and I, and I kind of like it, by the way. Uh... That's why, that's why I came. Anyway, welcome back to the Kate Daly Show. Glad you're joining me. We just went through, uh, you know, the, the government entanglement um, from 1941, which really lit up in the 70s to to led to airport airports being very intertwined with government. And it's been such a huge mistake because I still think people think these companies are independent. They're not. They're not independent private companies. And I, and I, I think that the government involvement, well, obviously, there was no authority to do it. They invented the authority like they do on so many things. In fact, in the last hour today, I want to share something with you that I've talked about a lot, but I've never done it from this angle. And so I will uh, I, I will come at a different angle, maybe give some more context on a, on a very, very big issue right now in the headlines. But uh, I'll welcome the caller. Hi, caller. Welcome to the show. Go right ahead. Oh, thank you, Kate. Hi. I don't know if people understand that uh, your local regional airports, mm-hmm. Those are all subsidized. So when you yep. fly from St. George to Salt Lake City, you're not paying the full cost of that ticket. The government's picking up a share of it yes. to keep that route open. 
Yes, I'm glad you said that. Absolutely, you're right. And, and, and to keep a rural air service, they yeah, call it. Yeah, because why? Because it promotes growth, and cities like it. And uh, and they have all kinds of fees and taxes onto it now for you, the citizen. Um, they have a segment tax, a passenger facility charge, a security fee, a domestic ticket tax. I mean, all kinds of taxes on here. Um, and they don't even go to the airport or, or airway trust fund, by the way. But it's kind of amazing, well, like you said, that them being sub subsidized because I would actually like to work with just a private company and just pay the full the full ticket and have those companies compete against each other for my business wouldn't you yeah <laughs> uh, there's yeah. other subsidies that occur that we don't even understand I mean, one of the largest ones we have around here that it gets, it always boggles my mind mm-hmm. is I don't know if people know but the city the Colorado City Airport mm-hmm. out in Hilldale Colorado City right. is actually a designated emergency runway and you can land a 747 on that runway it's almost 2 miles long jeez it's bigger than our airport in in runway length i did not know that hmm interesting right. Interesting. And yeah. how was that selected? Did they put it there instead of here in St. George where we had the land and the need mm-hmm. for it? It was put into a – you have to wonder who was the kickbacks and who was getting the hey, yeah, on mm-hmm. that deal. Yeah, for sure. For sure. There's a reason they put it out. There's always a reason. Yeah, I agree. Oh, yeah. <sighs> you know, that, that city was actually able to buy their own power system. They actually bought a complete turbine generator system that I don't think it ever even went online. Wow. But it costs in the neighborhood of $14 million of government, EP, of energy mm-hmm. department money that was spent. Hmm. Yeah, it would be fun to know. So that the city of Colorado City could mm-hmm. have, or Helen, Hilldale could have its own electrification power, They generations, that they generate their own power. Jeez Louise. Well, thank you. And yet here in St. George, we <laughs> uh, have all kinds of problems with power. Yeah, we do, actually. Yes, we do. Yes, we do. They don't, they don't get any better, which is kind of surprising. So, well, we're not, we're not increasing our generation. We do a little mm-hmm. bit, but not enough. So we have problems. We have to run more high lines out to the outer reaches. Where we, we build more houses out in remote areas away from the center mm-hmm. of where the generation is at. So we have to put in high lines mm-hmm. that pay. That's expensive to put yeah. in the, the high tension three phase all the way out there. I agree. Thank you. Appreciate it. Yep. It's great. Uh, great comment, by the way. Um, 20%, by the way, of total AIP funding comes from state block grants. State block grants means we pay for it. <laughs> so that's short for you just got screwed. You pay for it. And so uh, the program provides funding directly uh, to states, which then assume responsibility. And so when you pay those taxes, by the way, they filter back to the airlines with the government taking their cut. It's very interesting, the whole process by which your taxes that you pay when you fly um, and, and taxes that go to the airport, how they're funneled and everybody gets their gets their cut. So um, they have discretionary grants to all kinds of different uh routes that they do. I think 12.5% on that. Um, so there's that. I also I also wanted to broach this subject. We were going to broach it yesterday. And I just wanted to mention this. Um, a lot of people think zoning laws are here to protect the value of a home, like say from a bar opening up next door to their bedroom, right? And there is some merit in that because, you know, you buy a home and you're kind of sunk into that home. And so you would like homes around you. I get it. And I think everybody understands that. 
But, 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 um, there's such a history. So the history of zoning laws, just so you know, because I always find history really fascinating. How did this stuff start and why? In, in 1880, um, almost near the turn of the century, the, the, the San Francisco passed a law requiring licensing for laundries in wooden buildings. And that might have been a good idea because of a potential fire hazard, but those enforcing the law singled out the Chinese. And so all white-owned laundries received received licenses, and all the Chinese were denied them. And so, Mr. I know, it's horrible. So Mr. Uh, Yik Wu, if that was his real name, refused to shut his place and was arrested, confined to jail, and fought the city. So the big case was... Yik Wu versus Hopkins, and it went all the way to the Supreme Court. And the court ruled, now they should say the court opined, that the law appeared to be race neutral as it was written out and was enforced by a discriminatory manner. And the justices concluded that the Equal Protection Clause of the 14th Amendment, it's going to come up again today, so, uh, applied that Mr. Yik, even through the law at the time, denied him the opportunity to be a citizen. Uh, The effort to control the people uh, lived and worked wasn't the last, and it was only the beginning. So, progress. Progressives introduced the idea of scientific management to government in the 19th century, and they applied that to land use planning, the idea they borrowed from Europe, by the way. Germany and England were two of the first nations to adopt land use planning. Sounds a little Agenda 21-ish, doesn't it? Ultimately providing this model for U.S. codes. So Los Angeles, Boston, New York, they were all early adopters. When are they not? I mean, just throw Chicago and Baltimore in the mix in Detroit. (laughs) It's like the trifecta of cities that lob on to anything like this early on. So in the late 1800s and early, early 1900s, they saw a number of of public issues intersect. So public health concerns being discussed along with immigration and eugenics. Remember that, too, for the third hour discussion we're going to have. So science and and pseudoscience were all mixed together. And immigrants from Southern Europe and African-Americans and Hispanics and Native Americans and general poor, um, they fell victim to political decisions based on poor information while people were trying to make a name for themselves or a feather for their own their own nest, right, to benefit. So in 1910, Baltimore adopted the first zoning laws. See, Baltimore, see? Uh, The first zoning laws that were openly drawn to keep African-Americans and whites separated by law. Gotta love that. And in 1910, see how laws, government decided to do those things, even though really we got a great start, didn't we, with the Constitution? Anyway, they were openly drawn to keep people separated. And in 1910, Baltimore, uh, well, I won't go through the whole quote, but it said blacks should be quarantined, right, to isolated slums in order to reduce the incidence of civil disturbance. And then all these other cities followed. And so the process spread quickly, and it was overturned by the Supreme Court in 1917 in a case called Buchanan and Worley. And so the court's decision did not stop cities and towns nationwide from passing all these laws. So really started out with this. Isn't that kind of interesting? And then, um, central to the planning for the future, um, there were a couple of men responsible for much of the discrimination that was taking place in zoning laws. And um, anyway, so they so they went on to play a big part in this and get other cities on board. And uh, they worked on plans for 500 or more cities across the nation. And uh, they wanted... Really at the heart of zoning laws was sort of a zeal to to control what people do. (laughs) 
<laughs> high government. And the political elites often end up with little to show for their efforts. So there was a decision in 1926. It had a really wide impact. And the land involved would remain vacant for 20 years in this case. Maybe the local kids played ball on it. Who knows? But eventually the federal government seized it during World War II and built a defense plant there. And after the war, General Motors used the place to build auto parts. And today the property is used mainly to sell industrial machinery. And so it's interesting to kind of know how uses affect the value of the nearby property. You know, when you look at cities and why they own property and where, that's always kind of interested uh, me as well. And uh, and so uh, years back, a few years ago, a city of Euclid placed a memorial on the site uh, to, rem- to remember the importance of the 1926 ruling on this particular piece of land that ended up in a lawsuit. No mention is made of the damage to the relationships between the races or the cost to the public caused by zoning regulations on that memorial. I do, and that comes from, to us from Michael Wilson. I do, I will say this, it is definitely there to control. So they can control the planning of a, of a community. But I always wonder how you feel about that because some people will think that's a good thing, that that's what they're hired to do, in a sense, uh, city council. Yeah, you pay for police and, and fire trucks. You make sure roads are paved, but you're really there to make sure that the city is planned accordingly. But when I see... When I see people in city government um, that pass along those benefits of that city planning to themselves or they or they just, I don't know, really seem to love um, uh, buying businesses, selling businesses, buying land, selling land, all of these kinds of things. That worries me. It should worry you. But I also the control factor. Do you remember the Airbnb ruling here where they basically I think it was John Pike flew up to Salt Lake and told everybody that we didn't want Airbnb. (laughs) I don't think that was true. Um, I think the amount of people doing Airbnb was very, very, very um, low. Um, But he definitely didn't want it here. And so he told everybody up in Salt Lake when he flew up there on our dime that uh, that that we didn't want it. So, uh, and I think that was after just receiving a few letters, if I'm not mistaken. So that was a zoning thing. It was where industries can reside. And so kind of interesting that that was done, I think, in a huge effort to, to get these hotels their business, even though historically Airbnb doesn't really take a lot from those businesses. Um, more people are actually going to come if they can do Airbnb because some people are just set on the idea of Airbnb, renting a room in your house. But um, but I did think it was interesting because of the way it was done and also uh, because it really wasn't listening. It really wasn't listening to us, to, to the citizen. I think it was just we're going to preserve our city planning the way we want to. Maybe they saw hotels coming in. I don't know. Um, and they wanted to make sure that they, they knew they weren't going to compete with Airbnb in the city. But it really deprives people of some income. It deprives you of your property rights, deprives you of the right to do in your home what you wish to do while you're there. And they could claim zoning. So they were claiming zoning and saying, well, the hotels are over there and your house is over here, even though because you rent a room in your house didn't mean really anything. It didn't mean that you were conducting a business out of your home. It just meant that somebody wanted to sleep in a room in your house and you're saying, okay, it's a hundred bucks tonight. It had no effect on neighbors. It truly didn't. Maybe it, uh, maybe a few neighbors got, uh, you know, got upset by it, but that's maybe because they're the nosy neighbor. Cause usually when people go to an Airbnb, they're usually not throwing a party. The residents are there and, and the homeowner is there. And so it doesn't really result in the same thing as a rental property. But I, I, I did find that ruling very interesting when it came to the control aspect. 
and zoning laws are all about control. And they really did seek, when they first started out, especially in Baltimore, it really was about separating and controlling the people. It still is. It hasn't changed at all. And now what it does is those zoning laws now prop up government in a way we've never seen before. And that is to the entity of private business because um, because now they can control where they have property, how much that's valued for, how much they can sell that for. They can jump into business themselves. And we have huge, huge problems with that. Hi, caller. Welcome to the show. Go right ahead. Uh, you're bringing up control, and you're mm-hmm. probably correct, but it's about taxes. It is. It is, and it's control I mean, over that money. hundred years and, ago, grandma, planning. Um, or women, usually widows, would mm-hmm. have extra space mm-hmm. and rent out rooms mm-hmm. to um, uh, bring yeah. some extra cash in, which sure. they sorely needed. And people were more civilized back then. And well, they they're civilized now. And they look them up and down and say, yeah, this is a mm-hmm. suitable person that won't cause any trouble. And, we'll, <laughs> and people were genteel. Mm-hmm. But we've become so uncivilized, and the government wants taxes. So they got to go. I mean, they don't have to. Mm-hmm. But they're going after every single bit of freedom we got so they can get their fingers in there and get a cut of the, the money exchange. Yeah, yeah. That's my opinion. Money and, money and control. You got it. Thank you. Um, yeah. Also, very much control, because if you really looked at the number of people that were even doing Airbnb here, there wasn't that many. It was a very, very small group. <laughs> Not a threat at all. And, and even if it was, what, what happens in your own home? If you want to rent a room to, like, say, one of your friend's kids because they're going to go to Dixie State, aren't you allowed to do that? I mean, that's where the control factor for me gets me. Um, And if somebody needs to make a mortgage payment and the only way to do that is to rent out a room a couple times a month, that's your prerogative. City government should have absolutely no right to tell you what to do. Um, Remember the the old, you know, not harming anyone else rule? (laughs) I think they forget about that. Yeah, I think we need an overhaul city government, tell you the truth. Uh, be right back on the Kate Daly Show with Melissa. You're going to love this. There's a couple of items here that I just, I'm actually excited to talk about because they're so different. And then in the last hour, I want to present uh, something on a topic too. Susan will come in and I also want to present something on a topic that takes it from a whole different uh, realm. So be right back on the Kate Daly Show. downloaded the All on Biz Savings app for Washington County? This app is amazing. It automatically alerts you when you're near a coupon. It also alerts you when you're near a cash prize. That's right. They're doing cash prizes. All on Biz has deals from your favorite local restaurants, golf courses, entertainment spots, and more. Membership is just $4.99 per month, but you will make your money back the first time you use it. Download the All on Biz app today and use KZNU as your reference code. That's A-L-L-O-N-B-I-Z. Thanks for listening to the Kate Daly Show. All opinions expressed by the program participants on the Kate Daly Show are solely their own and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of St. George News Radio, KZNU, Canyon Media, or their respective parent companies. If you believe that liberty is a lot more than just a political idea, it's a life philosophy. You're not alone. This is the Loving Liberty Radio Network. 